0: What do you radiate? Is it the Texas Rangers? Is it Teslas? Is it cast iron skillets? I don't know. But today we're going to talk all about um, radiating the glory of God and what does it mean when the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. And then also for our Bad Doctrine of the Week, we are continuing our Sparkle Creed series. And today we ask ourselves, what are the... what are the everyday saints that are as numerous and creative as patches on a quilt whose eyes are so whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars and wonder what does that even mean we're going to talk about all that and more today on the digging deeper podcast Well, hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. We are so glad that y'all have joined us here today. Our goal here on this podcast, if you don't know, is to just dig into that week's sermon just a little bit more, so that way we can dig it a little bit deeper into our hearts. If you don't know who I am, my name is Chris Brown, and I'm the associate pastor here. My name is Jacob Belding. I'm a connections minister. And I'm Judah. Make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> you got that all the way quick. <laughs> yeah. Making sure you're not forgetting that. What yeah. about following? Can they follow? Or is it
1: just like and subscribe? Uh, can they subscribe. follow? Oh, subscribe yeah. means follow? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. YouTube.
0: Unless, gotcha. If they're watching on Facebook, then I think it's follow now on yeah. Facebook. Oh. Uh, it used to be like. So liking on Facebook was like subscribing on YouTube. YouTube. But then you could also like. And then not the follow. video, but not because, yeah. like, because with Facebook, you could like the page or you could just mm-hmm. like the post. I think that was confusing. So maybe that's why they changed it to follow. Mm-hmm. So follow <laughs> on Facebook.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to make your life more difficult, Judah. Yeah. It's my bad. My yeah. bad.
0: It's- I guess that is confusing because if, if, it if it's like for the subscribe and like for the post, then it'd be like, make sure to like and like. And <laughs> only you know, if you whatever. really like it. Yeah. You know.
1: Anyways. So this week, where are we on Taylor Swift watch?
0: I have honestly not given a single thought to Taylor Swift since the last time we talked. I saw
1: in the news this week that she was down in South America somewhere, I want to say, doing a concert, doing a show, and Travis Kelsey was there at the show. Mm. And so the story was all about how she changed the lyrics of one of her songs and incorporated Travis Kelsey into the song.
0: You groundbreaking know, stuff you're not um you're not helping your case when you say you're not a taylor swift fan <laughs> dude stuff just pops up <laughs> on my facebook feed
1: and it's like why is this even
0: yeah no actually pain? i did see uh art night now, now that you mentioned i saw an article yeah about that you
1: can't hide uh, from taylor swift uh
0: yeah it's she has so much money she pays to be in our pockets <laughs> um with the thing. Um. Pretty much. That will probably be the only Taylor (laughs) Swift talk uh, for this whole um, podcast. I don't know.
1: It's like challenge accepted now. We'll see.
0: Yes, to save Um, y'all, we will refrain. Um, Anyways... We are not here to talk about Taylor Swift, we are here to talk about the sermon, <laughs> and this week uh, is a special week, because I got to preach, Woo. hoorah, and I love getting to talk about the sermon afterwards, um, and so uh, with me preaching, it's always uh, customary that, that you give the the recap on the sermon, and then I critique your recra-
1: recap. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. right. So uh, the title of the sermon this week it was don't don't look at my I'm not notes. Looking, look, I have my own notes. Uh-huh. I took extensive notes. Look at look at my notes. Look at the glory of my notes. I, I, yes. I see it. It's
0: radiating. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, your notes look way way better. Um, but the, anyway, the t- <laughs> the title of the sermon was from glory to glory. Uh, we were in First Corinthians chapter three, and it and the the sermon itself was really about how we have shifted from the glory of the Old Covenant into the glory of the New Covenant. And uh, how, uh, you know, I don't want to like spoil uh, the podcast or anything, but mm-hmm. um, the, the, the point was the Old Covenant, it gives us awareness uh, of our sin. Uh, we, uh, we know what the law is, and that shines a light. The, the law is our tutor. Um, but ultimately, these things lead to death. On the other hand, the New Covenant brings life in this whole new level of glory. And so, the uh, there was one point in the sermon, and the point was, we become what we behold. We become
0: what we behold. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think so. I, th- I may have said it backwards during the actual sermon. Let me see what I actually we wrote be- down. We
1: behold what we become.
0: Um, You become what you behold. No, no. That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. I got it. Afterwards, I couldn't remember if if, I, if it was, what you behold is what you become, or if it was, you become what you behold. But what I wrote down was, you become what you behold. So, you're right. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. All right. How am
0: I doing so far? Oh, you're Good. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs>
1: good. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, some of the, the application then is, you know, what is it that we're beholding? What is it that we are becoming like? Are we becoming more like the world, or are we becoming more like Christ? So, that's, that's the sermon in a nutshell, like I said, don't want to get too much yeah. into each point yet. Yeah. But. And it's only one point. That's right, one point.
0: If You have no excuse to not know what the point was <laughs> walking away from this one. You even drew attention to it. You're like, hey, uh, students,
1: even, wake up. This is the point. Here's the one point, the one thing.
0: The one thing, uh, which is unusual for me. I don't normally do one-point sermons. I'm a pretty traditional you know, three-point outline kind of guy. Uh, this actually, this sermon was actually meant to be one point. <laughs> so, so, not even that point. The whole sermon was meant to be one point of another sermon. Oh. And um, as I started flushing it out, I'm like, this is one sermon by itself. Uh, and then as I continued to flush out, even that one sermon only had one point within that. Um, and so, it was one of those things uh, that as I was flushing out the The point that this was supposed to be on, the other sermon, I was like, this was such like a glorious, glorious, Mm -hmm. uh, glory, uh, it's such like a glorious concept for point one, and then point two, I was like, no, no, this doesn't go into a point two, this is the sermon itself, like this, it would be doing this topic a disservice, and any other topic to follow it, to make this a small point of, of what it is. And so so that's why I got expanded and that other sermon got um, thrown into the storage of my computer to be pulled back up another time. Nice. Um, but yes, only one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really liked, uh, maybe we should read the passage first and then...
0: Yeah, Uh, so to to give context to the whole from glory to glory, Um, yeah, 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 if you want to, you can read it.
1: All right, Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And the translation that you used Sunday morning was a little bit different.
0: Yeah, mine, uh, this is the CSB. It says, we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, this from the Lord who is the Spirit. But that one phrase, I've always loved that phrase, from glory to glory. Um, There's a song by William Matthews, I think, uh, titled From Glory to Glory, uh, and uh, you listen to the song, you're like, man, that's such a cool phrase. And you know, there's a scripture to it. Mm-hmm. But then you think to yourself, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. um, sounds great. Because the the typical thought, like if, you're, if you had no other context to it, you're like, okay, from glory to glory. Okay. That sounds like, um, okay, we're passing from this life into the next life. It's kind of the already, but not yet yeah. kind of thing where, we have a level of glory here on earth, um, saved in Christ, yet when we die, we're going to um, go to a, a whole nother level of glory. Um, but that's actually not what it's talking about. Right. Um, and, and this is where, if you use a commentary at home, um, sometimes the commentaries get it wrong, or right. at least I think in my opinion, yeah. I think it, it gets wrong. Um, so the CSB commentary uh, for this, I think I even brought this up to you, um, the, uh, the Christian Standard Bible, like the study Bible, um, goes through this whole passage, and it outlines the passage correctly, I think, in the uh, commentary. And then the very last line of the commentary, referring to this verse, um, it says this, uh, Paul included all believers among the unveiled whose glory having begun in the new covenant can never fade. It moves from glory to on earth in regeneration, justification, and sanctification to glory in heaven and glorification. That's a cool statement. I just don't think that that's what that verse is talking about because Paul spends, as we're going to talk about, Paul spends the entire previous passage talking, unpacking that the glory of the old, that the old covenant had glory to it But we're moving from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant that has even greater glory. So, why would Paul, after spending the entire passage talking about these two glories in the final statement, all of a sudden shift to a completely different concept? Yeah. It just, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I guess that's a way that you can interpret it, and obviously it's a way that they interpreted it. Um, but to me, it makes much more sense that when he says we're going from glory to glory, that we're going from the glory of the Old Covenant to an even greater glory yeah. of the New Covenant. Well,
1: and it's not like that statement is wrong in and of itself,
0: right? no, no. Like to their yeah.
1: you know, to their credit.
0: I believe like, in the, that. That, uh, that is true. Yeah, I agree with the statement.
1: But um, in this passage, not so much.
0: Yeah, I just don't think that that's what this passage is talking about. Right. Um, and if I was to read this verse by itself— I would agree with that statement. That's what that passage yeah. is talking about, but it just doesn't seem to match the the rest of the passage. It's like um, they brought in like
1: one guy to do the commentary on the entire rest of that chapter, or the
0: rest of that passage,
1: except for that one verse. They had like some yeah. other guy come in and and write the commentary on it.
0: Well, it's weird, and I wish I could have. Uh, I wish we could have just walked through the entire passage. Um, and if it was a Bible study format, I probably would have. Um, uh, but I kind of like selected bits and pieces and then filled in the rest with like paraphrasing mm-hmm. just to um just to make it a little bit more cohesive. Uh but there's all throughout this passage like specifically talking about these two glories like hanging in tandem with each other. Um the the way he opens the passage in Second Corinthians three six. He has made us competent competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So even just opening up, he's talking about these two things hanging in tandem with each other, the Old Testament and the New Testament, or mm-hmm. sorry, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Yeah, same um, thing. Which a note about Old Covenant and New Covenant. This is why Ooh. I like talking about, um, <laughs> this is why I like doing the, the podcast after I preach, because there's so many things I want to talk about on Sunday morning. I just don't have the time uh, to cover all of these things. Um, Old Covenant New Covenant, I think we've talked about this before. I'm actually not a huge fan of that terminology, and I say that lightly because the Bible uses that terminology. And so, I'm not against the terminology, I'm against um, how we might imply our own definitions to that terminology. Um, because I think one of the general thoughts, if you say old, the, the Old Testament is the Old Covenant and the New Testament is the New Covenant, I've heard it say that way. Yeah. Um, the thought th- with that is, okay, well, the Old Testament was heading in one direction, and then God, through Jesus, took us in a completely different direction. And that's not that's not no, the Bible. Not um, even close. And, and that's kind of like when you say Old Covenant New Covenant with no context to what that means. That's what you walk away with. Right. Is that you know I've heard people say, okay, well, the God of the Old Testament's a God of wrath, but the God of the New Testament's a God of grace. It's like, nope. Stop. <laughs> God is the same. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's uh in our uh,
1: Sunday evening small group, we've been walking through the the covenants and this sort of big picture grand narrative of what we you know what the what's the story that the Bible tells us from Genesis all the way through Revelation and We've used the covenants to kind of do that. And, man, it is so crystal clear. Like, you, you, mm-hmm. you don't even have to be a deep dive, but mm-hmm. just uh, even a surface level, you know, let's look at what these covenants say. Let's see uh, how God is relating to mankind here. Um, it just it becomes more and more clear that uh, the old covenant, re- like, you, you have to have it in order to have the new covenant. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's not like there's so much continuity that exists between them. As far as the I mean the old even anticipates the new mm-hmm. right like in uh, God's covenant with Moses uh, before that Abraham Moses and and David and so it's not like there's this whole oh we're on the wrong track and we need to get on the right track it's all it's the same track from from start to finish God is doing the same thing ultimately yep.
0: sorry I'm looking up a, a verse. Um yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. and if you look at the the covenants, um and almost all of them give this aren't you going what is going on here?
1: And maybe I should uh qualify that a little bit. I mean it is it is clear. Scripture makes it clear that God in the new covenant is doing a new thing. Something like this is a different like there's a new covenant that's that's coming that's being anticipated in the old, but that doesn't mean that the new covenant is so like radically different, that it's this complete change of pace.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot there. The so the the new covenant is a fulfillment of the old covenant, not a deviation right. from the old covenant. Um, it's not a course correction. Is it? Well, um, it's a course correction, I think, in what the Israelites did with it, but not a course correction in its intent. Right. Um, right. So, so, so let's look at the. Um, So, the original covenant with Abraham uh, is, you know, I'm going to build you up into a nation, um, you know, as numerous as the stars. And then the very last line, uh, and through you, the nations of the earth will be blessed. Uh, So, the whole point was, I'm going to, you're going to be my chosen people. I'm going to reveal myself to you. And then you're going to bless the rest of the nations through that. That was the goal from the get-go, from the very inception of the Israelites. Then what did they do with it? They built a wall <laughs> yeah. around themselves, yeah. and instead of being a blessing to all of the rest of the earth, they were um, they were discriminatory to the rest right. of the earth. Like, instead of saying, oh, God has um, chosen us, saved us, and now we're going to be bearers of that good news to the rest of the world. As God has chosen us, saved us, therefore, we, we must be better than the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and so, so, you had the intent of what God... Was doing through Israel, and then you had Israel who failed to live up to right. to that calling, and so um, that's what you see a lot of times in the New Testament. So, like uh, like Romans four is a good example of this, where Paul is explaining faith and how we've always been saved by by faith, not by works. I'm um, oh, sorry, saved by grace through faith, not by works. Um, and he goes all the way back to Abraham. Um, Again, the, in, the inception of the Israelites, Abraham believed God and was credited to him as righteousness. Yeah. Um, an example I always like to use uh, in Matthew, a good example of this with Jesus, is um, in Matthew 5, Jesus says, You have heard it said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, lo- love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. What that sounds like on the surface is Jesus is changing the law, right? right. It sounds like Jesus, okay, the law says to do this, but ah, we, we, yeah. we, we need to update that to this. Right. But that's not what he says. Right. He, he didn't say it is written, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He says, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Here's the actual reference to that. So, Leviticus 19, 18, mm-hmm. the law that Jesus was referring to. Um, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. What's missing from that? So, so Jesus said, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. Look at the actual passage of the law that he's referring to. What's missing from it? Hate your enemy. So, what did they do? They they, um, took, okay, God said, love your neighbor, and then they implied the negative of that and said, okay, well if we're supposed to love our neighbor, okay, let's hate our enemy as well. And Jesus is like, whoa, no, Easy, right? no, that's that's not what the law said. You've you've expanded the law to make it mean what you want it to right. mean. And so Jesus, whenever he's course correcting, he's not course correcting the law, right. he's course correcting what they did with the law. Well he's course correcting Israel
1: yep. really. And what I meant was God's not course correcting, right? From he's not
0: course correcting his plan. Right. Yep.
1: Right. Yep. Right. That was my point. Um, But even right before Jesus gets into that, he says in Matthew 5, 17 17 through 20, hey, don't think I've come to Mm -hmm. abolish uh, the law or the prophets. I've come not to do that, but to fulfill them, right? So really, if you look at at Israel, right, from the time of Abraham all the way up through Christ, right, uh, it's it's definitely true that Israel did not fulfill their role that God had given them to do through Mm -hmm. that, right? But through that, right, through that lineage, we see that Christ Emerges and he does mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. so that's the beautiful thing uh, about the old covenant. I think is even through through the entire Old Testament, right? There's this there's this line uh, that's, that that uh, becomes more and more clear the closer we get to Christ. That Christ is going to come uh, from the Israelites. He's going to come uh, from the house of David, even, and then we see him come, and then he does do those things. That mm-hmm. he is a blessing mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. nations ultimately. Yeah. So through that. Uh, yep. Right, God's purposes and plan is fulfilled, um, but and in, in, in that He teaches uh, Israel, hey, this is the way that you know, this is what y'all should have been doing, mm-hmm. right, this whole time, but you weren't. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: yeah, and and one might think so. So the old covenant, the way that this passage describes it, is the law, mm-hmm. and the new covenant is the Spirit, um, the the gospel. Yeah, um, and one might draw the conclusion that okay god gave them the law in the old testament as a way to salvation and it didn't work so right now god needs to shift and okay uh so because that didn't work let's create a new way to salvation that will work um and that's again just never been the case no. uh you never see in the old testament ever that the law was presented as a path to salvation. Now,
1: no, uh, even at when when God gives Moses the Ten Commandments, right, uh, everybody starts off with, you know, commandment mm-hmm. number one works the way down, but uh, as you know, right before that, God says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Right, And then from there, you get the Ten Commandments. So it's mm-hmm. not like, hey, if you keep these commandments... Like, you get to be my people. Like, they're already God's people, right? Because they're God's people, because they're in covenant with God, here's the commandment. Yes, they were
0: saved, and then the law was written. You see that also with the Levitical law. Um, So, right before Leviticus, the very last statements in uh, Exodus is God's glory dwelling in the tent of meeting among his people. And so, it's God's dwelling among his people— now the ceremonial sacrificial law is all given. It's not, okay, here's sacrificial law, you know, follow all this and then I'll dwell among you. It's like, no, I'm already among you. Now how do you yes, live you amongst a, a holy God? Yeah. Uh, so so it's, it's always been, sorry, it's never been a, the law has never been presented as do this and then you'll be saved. Right. Uh, even in the Old Testament. Um, and so... So just in case you're confused about that, I don't want anyone to be confused about that when they hear the old covenant and the new covenant. It wasn't like God was heading in one direction and then decided to do a right, you know, an about face and go in the other direction. Um that's not that's not what it means when it says old covenant and new covenant. It is the old covenant, um I'm sorry, the new covenant is a fulfillment of the old covenant. It's all heading in the same direction. Yep. Yep. That's the Amen. important one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um you get so, one point. That's our one point. <laughs> that's our one point for the podcast. Because <laughs> um, I'm fine with Old Covenant New Covenant phraseology as long as you're using it correctly. Right. Um, well, it's the same with
1: anything. Yeah. Like the yeah. Sunday School answer, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know. Jesus is the answer. So, mm-hmm. Great. That's awesome. Right answer. What do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I really liked your... Uh, kind of shifting back uh, to the, the sermon. Well, that was all the sermon. But uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned your your MapQuest mm-hmm. um, story. I
0: used to love MapQuest so much. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, I guess, like, it's good for, for the time that it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because at the time, like, this was amazing. This was the revelation of God. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> given to us uh, because before that you literally had to pull up a map and like draw out. I remember I yeah. took a class J, uh, uh, Judah, y'all probably didn't have to do this but I remember being a freshman in high school and in one of my classes they literally gave us a map and our assignment was okay you're going from here to here figure out how to get from here to here using, not using interstates. Uh, and that was an assignment. I'm guessing, did, did y'all have to do that? What What's a map?
1: <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> he's like. Uh, it, it's still an assignment at school, but it's like okay, pull out your phones and <laughs> right? avoid the yeah. toll roads. And <laughs> yeah, I to click the yeah, avoid tolls. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I will still use it sometimes. Uh, it's Matt, still Matt a thing? West. Oh yeah, it's still up. Now I don't. What? I don't go and like print it off anymore because I'll just put it in my <laughs> phone. But if I'm uh, if I'm curious, if I'm at my computer and I want to know how long it's going to take me to get somewhere from like especially somewhere that I'm not because, you know, your phone will do the GPS thing and Mm -hmm. the location services or whatever. Um, But if I want to know like, okay, if I'm going to leave from my parents' house or wherever and I'm going to this place that I don't know, you know, exactly how far it is, how am I going to get there? Like I'll still do that sometimes.
0: Use Google Maps. Yeah. (laughs) Google does that
1: already. (laughs) Google does that?
0: Whatever. There's an Apple uh, Maps app on your computer. Yeah. Yeah. No, on your computer. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Well, but it's like the principle of the thing. Like, <laughs> I appreciate what MapQuest did to me, or did for me, rather, what MapQuest did to me. MapQuest, but, but it did like, for me years paved ago. the way. I know, they did. Um,
0: so. But, yeah, no, I, I'm surprised they're even still a company. Uh, I, I, I imagine they're an app now Probably. that you can, like, yeah, you know, take yeah. you wherever. But then it all comes preloaded
1: on phones nowadays anyway, though.
0: Yeah, so what's the point? Um <laughs> Yeah uh, But yes Yes That was you, And you watched I don't know if you Remember You watched uh, Our kids I say our kids It was Lottie um, Randy was still pregnant With Jetson,
1: But Oh when y'all went on that Yeah yeah yeah, yeah
0: Y'all were the ones That watched her Because um, we got back I think we got back late Because we were in Dallas <laughs> But, no, hey,
1: at least the, the story had a happy ending. You yes. still got your story Oh my gosh. I was so mad and everything else.
0: I was so mad. <laughs> and as soon as they said they had a reservation, I was like, okay. Like I'm still mad, but okay. Because I I was mad because it wasn't my fault. Um <laughs> I was mad because we use I think it was Yelp was the reservation app. And I clicked the link that mm-hmm. the reservation app gave me. It wasn't even like user error. It was, I the link and that's what it took me to. And I remember just driving up and seeing all these big buildings and then when I got to 101 North Houston Street, it was nothing. It was just a street. It um, huh. was downtown. My steak?
1: I'd be mad just to yeah. wind up in Dallas on accident. Yeah, yeah. That would make me – that would be enough to make me upset. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be here. This place is awful. Yeah, I probably
0: should have noticed sooner that I wasn't heading in the right direction.
1: But anyways. All right. Well, that's the nice thing about MapQuest. When was the last time MapQuest uh, steered you the wrong way?
0: Oh, um, dude, I got stories. (laughs) I got stories, man. Um, So really quickly, a story. I've I've told this one a long time ago on Sunday morning. But I was in college, and I was heading – from, I've heard this story yes yeah, yeah. in college <laughs> to a uh, high school football game my my old high school was playing at a football game at some town I've never been to and I was gonna stop by on my way home check out the game talk to some friends and then and then go home and so I get uh, into mapQuest and print it out and I find my way to the uh, to the, the stadium to the stadium and I'm there for five minutes and it just starts Downpouring, like they canceled the game. That's how bad it was raining. Uh, and so I get in my car and I'm driving a little Chevy Metro at the time, and it is just downpouring. I have no clue where I am, so I just pull, I have this MapQuest. Actually, to, to be fair, okay, I um I didn't even print off MapQuest. Um, um I had my computer, and so my com- I just had MapQuest pulled up on my computer. Yeah. I didn't have access to the internet. Uh, it was just stationary. What it was, and so I just sat on my seat. And so it's downpouring. I'm trying to use MapQuest to find my way back, all all these like back roads and whatnot. And I can't see a thing. Like it is raining so hard. I cannot see a thing. And I'm just, I just started making random turns. (laughs) I didn't, I couldn't see signs. And so I was just turning and turning and turning and just praying that I make it to a a major road. And then all of a sudden, like, it just feels bumpy. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And so I stopped the car and opened the door, and I'm in the middle of a pasture. <laughs> I'm not even on a road anymore. I don't know how in the world I went from a road to a pasture. But that's my MapQuest story. Well, man, you know, that sounds a little bit more
1: like user error instead of MapQuest's fault.
0: Or, you know, maybe. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, here's, yes, here's the deal. Yeah. I think you need to get a Tesla. That'll drive for you. Oh, I keep agree. You on the road, I agree. And-
0: <laughs> Here, here's where MapQuest failed me in that moment. Um, compared to like Google Maps or Apple Maps, is that even if I can't see the road in front of me, Apple Maps can, and they like they have the little like dot, and they're just like taking me down that road and tells me when to turn. Because, like, MapQuest, you had to, like, let's say, like, okay, turn on Stewart Street. Well, you have to see the sign that says Stewart Street, and and it'll say, like, you know, in 2.5 miles. Well, I don't know how far 2.5 miles is. Like, if I'm going 70, it might be two minutes. If I'm going 10 miles an hour, it might be 30 minutes. I don't know. Um, It
1: is what it sounds like to me. MapQuest is one kind of glory. Apple Maps is this whole greater type of glory.
0: You know, I will agree with I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. That MapQuest did have glory to it. Um, it it was it was mind-boggling new. Like is Oh yeah. It was one of the, you didn't have to plan out directions anymore. That's I
1: right. told you. You didn't have to buy a map from the travel station. And
0: yeah. You know, and um and they're probably, you know, this probably has a good illustration. Um that, that uh we've never experienced technology like this before. And then Google Maps came out. And all of a sudden, not only does it, oh man, this is a good illustration. Not only does it provide you with how to get from point A to point B, it walks you how to get from point A to point B. So, in the same way the law tells you what holiness is, Jesus and the Spirit actually walks through holiness. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yep. There it is. Amen. All right. It's time for the bad doctrine. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, pulling back in. Okay, yeah, so, okay. So it's all about direction, right? It's about direction going from glory to glory. Uh, the, the Old Testament, I'm sorry, the, the Old Covenant, the law had glory to it. And you can literally go to, to Exodus 34 and see the glory that came down with, uh, this law, like Moses' face was radiant in it. Um, and they were right to, to view it that way. They were right to view it as a glorious thing because it was a glorious thing. Um, it's only in hindsight when, when experiencing the glory of the spirit and the gospel that we no longer see the law as glorious as it was, but remove the spirit, you know, the spirit may be a million on, on glory scale and the law may be 10 but without a million and before that you had zero mm-hmm. 10 is a lot yeah um, and so they were right to view it that way and i think what paul was trying to get them to do there were so many like jewish people that were like that had a hard time wrapping their mind around oh so we just don't follow the law like that was just such a weird concept to them and I think Paul was trying to get it at it's like yeah the law is good, but you got the spirit now. Right. <laughs> it's like like stop. Um. And so yeah yeah that's right. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Which so, by the way do y'all on the the illustration about picking up a quarter? Hmm. Uh, is a quarter what's worth it to y'all to pick up on the ground or would y'all pick up a penny?
1: Quarter's it for me.
2: Cool. Uh, I do a quarter. Would
0: you pick up a penny?
2: I'd pick up a penny when I was like eight. Yeah, but now you wouldn't. No. What about a nickel? No.
0: Dime? Not really. Quarter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all right, all know. right. So it holds true. Okay, yep. a quarters. You know, about the average. Uh, about yeah,
1: absolutely. A- and that's a sort of a side note um, about finding money on the ground or in random places. If you're ever in the middle of a story that you're telling somebody that you're really excited about, but you can tell that the, uh, like, you're kind of getting to, like, the punchline of your your story, like the point, and you realize, like, I'm like, this is actually a really boring story. Like, have you ever done that? <laughs> uh, You've just been kind yeah, of rambling. Yeah, often, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can save it by embellishing your story just a little bit. So, like, I don't know. I was... Uh, we were at Walmart the other day, and uh, we were uh, going to buy some fruit because the kids ate all the bananas again. That that part's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we, we thought about getting some uh, some meat for steaks, but we just decided not to this time. You know, that the prices weren't right. And then, like, you know, you're kind of floundering a little bit. And then, like, but then I found twenty dollars. That's all you have to do is inject that into any story, and suddenly it's a story, and everybody gets really, really excited. Like, oh, you found $20? That's awesome, man. Like, that's worth finding, you know? Isn't that that lying? It's embellishing. Did you you find $20? Uh, I did. Uh, Maybe not in that context, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's an embellishment. Life lessons from Jacob today. There you go. (laughs)
0: Just lie if uh, if your story's not good, just make up a new one. That's what stories are, right? It's you know, it may. I never embellish any of my stories. My life <laughs> is as amazing as I present it. Uh, and then I found twenty dollars on the yeah, ground, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. Which, by the way, the um. That Neil uh, DeGrasse. Is it Neil DeGrasse or Neil DeGrasse? I think it's DeGrasse. DeGrasse. But I could okay. be wrong. I, I think it's
1: DeGrasse.
0: DeGrasse. Okay. Neil DeGrasse Tyson um, you know gave that equation um, That was 10 years ago when he did that and Bill Gates' net worth was 40 billion dollars. Now it's like 120 or 130 billion. So if it's $45,000 at 40 billion dollars, it's you know what's times 3 uh 100 Hundred twenty, yeah, thousand uh, dollars or so.
1: Just laying on the ground, whatever.
0: <laughs> Jeez, man.
3: <laughs>
0: there's that crazy. It's kind of, of, of based off. Apparently, there's this age old question of uh, if there was a hundred dollars on the ground, would Bill Gates pick it up? Because it's literally yeah. not worth his time. And apparently, he answered it and he said that he would in the sense of it's just ingrained in him uh, to pick it up. But. Still doesn't mean it's not worth that. It's worth his time. Technically speaking, he's probably losing money um, (laughs) by picking up a hundred dollar bill. By picking up a hundred dollar bill, but I think that's what Paul's getting at. Is yes, you got such a you got such a richness of glory in the Holy Spirit that the that the that the law while is while it is glorious can't even be compared. It. Um, yeah, agreed. And and this is and and, and I do want to clarify this because I think someone may misinterpret Paul and misinterpret me. In saying that we need to move from the law to the spirit doesn't mean that the law doesn't have a place. Um, the law does have a place. It's it's just not in the place that they were putting it. And so the law is there. To recognize our sin and to reveal our sin, even today, um, it is still the standard—the standard of holiness. And so, even though we don't follow the law, it still is a tutor to us. It still is a guardian to us that that educates us on our need for salvation. And so, so just a clarification on that, just in case anyone thinks like, okay, like. Just rip that pay part out of your Bible, right? Unhitch um, the Old Testament from yeah. the New, and we'll just rock
1: the New Testament.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. We're not beholden to the law anymore, uh, even ceremonially or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, civically, or, or the different ones you want to look at.
1: That would be awkward. That would we be were ceremonially <laughs> tied to the law. It's yeah. like Jesus came once for all, perfect sacrifice, once and for all. Mm-hmm. But let's go on back to animal sacrifices in the temple. Mm-hmm. It's like that just would be yep. blasphemous and dumb.
0: Yes, uh, but there still is utility to it oh, yeah. in the sense of it It still paints a picture of our need um, yeah. for salvation. And it points
1: us to Christ. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Which uh, um, on that, um, you you mentioned after reading uh, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6, um, or even starting back in verse 4, "...such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God." Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Here's verse 6. Who made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And so uh, you mentioned that uh, you know the old covenant is a tutor. It points us in the right direction. Uh, it highlights our sin. It shows us our, our need. And so uh, you kind of talked about two, high, two people. Right, mm-hmm. uh, one uh, that might strive uh, based on good works to um, basically merit heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Merit being in, in right relationship and in favor uh, with God, and that, that's just that's just not the case. That's one of the reasons why the the new covenant, right, is um, uh, our tutor, right? How it doesn't um, by following the law we don't achieve or, or gain salvation. And you brought up Matthew seven. Uh, Was it 21 through 23? Where mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, these these false teachers, false prophets, uh, even you could uh, false uh, believe people who aren't actually believers say, "Hey, we did all these mighty works in your name. What's you know? Uh, we're we're happy to come into heaven now." And Jesus says, "Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you."
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: and so yeah, it's not works based, um, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why this new covenant, this new uh, glory, right, is better, it's greater.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you land yourself in that kind of works-based mindset, whether it's works based on the law or just works based on your own mm-hmm. concept of good, you're really landing yourself in the same place as the Jews were, mm-hmm. um, that that we ourselves can ascend to heaven. Right. Uh, and that's emphatically no, um, right. all throughout the scriptures. It's really mind-boggling to me, people who who follow that that concept, I don't. I, I sincerely question how much they read the Bible mm-hmm. because it's hard to read the Bible like intently and walk away with that's what you need to yeah. do, uh, unless you're just kind of cherry picking out of context verses. Right. Um, I I think when people land on that, they more land on their own kind of self righteousness mm-hmm. that can that can come into play of. Oh, I was able to do this. Why can't you do this? Right kind of thing.
1: Now, I think for a lot of people, uh, especially that are in uh, in the church in a biblically based church, you know, I don't think that that so much gets landed on as much as that's something that's easy to slip into.
0: Oh yeah. So, yeah, so like, for sure. I, I think yeah. that's
1: uh, that's sort of the main the main issue, and right the fix for that is keeping our eyes fixed on Christ and uh, and all of that He's done for us. You know, reflected back who it is that we mm-hmm. are um you know at our by nature right after the fall and uh, recognizing that just this is why even as believers we need constant gospel reminders mm-hmm. uh, even for ourselves so mm-hmm. we don't slip into this a sort of works based yeah. system
0: so so in the early church you have the jews who were with god for a while they've been with god for a while they were the the israelites um you've got the pharisees who were like the like, the high Jews, let's, for argument's sake, like, say, like, they've moved into a state of, like, hardness mm-hmm. in their relationship with God, and then kind of dump out that self-righteousness on other people. And then you have the Gentiles in the early church who were n- brand new to Christianity and, and to God, in which the, the, there were some Gentiles beforehand. But, yeah. But let's just say generically speaking, um, or or generally speaking Gentiles were new to the church. And I've always kind of had this concept of, of those three categories. So brand new to God, been with God for a while and moved into a state of like hardness against God, um, that we're all somewhere on that line. Um, like uh, at one point, all of us were brand new Mm -hmm. to God. Um, and then, uh, there gets to a point where we're not brand new to God anymore, but we're moving into a state where we've been with God for a while, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And it's easy once you've been in a state with God for a while to then slip into a hardness of the Pharisees. And like, you know, when you first come to God, um, you know, you're dead in your transgressions. Uh, It's easy to have a humility around, around your situation because, because you were dead to your sin and, yeah. and God saved you. But after a while, you you kind of you start to become more like Christ. You start to go through the sanctification process and you forget where you were yeah. and what God did for you. And you almost start to convince yourself that you bootstrapped it yourself yeah. to get to here. And that's where I think the the Pharisees started to get into is like like I can follow the law, why can't you follow the law? Um, and if you're not following the law, then that must mean that you're not a Christian. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's really easy for us to slip into, like you said, like drift into that Pharisee mindset mm-hmm. of, um, I you know I've, I've been walking with God and I'm this close after 40 years. It's like why are you you know after being with God for five seconds not where I am. Yeah. Uh, and yeah it's it's easy to to kind of even if you're not trying to like achieve the law or sorry achieve salvation by the law, you're kind of holding this this mindset around the law that this is a like a a metric right um, to then impose on other people. so there's that then the other side of it, so that's you know the you got the people who whose relationship to the law is one of workspace salvation. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it are, are people who um, there's like a guilt surrounding them with the law that they they don't have an arrogance in how they act. They actually have a profound humility um, and grief around how they act because they know they're not what they're supposed to be. Right. Um, which is good only if that pushes them to God. Right. Because And, and more what I was getting at is that there are people who take that approach and then it actually pushes them away from God, because they even though they're not trying to, even though they're they're not you know in their arrogance working their way up the law to get to God, they still have the same mindset. Yes, uh, yeah. the same mindset of um, I need to work my way up the law to get to God, and and that's how I get salvation. Yeah, I can't. So right. therefore, I'm just going to stay far away. Right, uh, and that's they're they're both they're kind of they're two sides of the same coin. Yes. They're they're really far away from each other, yet they have the same common thought yep. of this is how I get to God. Right. Um, and uh Second Corinthians seven lost second Corinthians passages, um, in this uh sermon. Uh for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, but worldly grief produces death. And so grief in itself isn't good. Right. Um, but if you allow grief to push you to repentance, if you're grieved about your inadequacy before God, that's a good thing if you allow it to push you to God. It's a bad thing if you allow it to push you away from God. Yes. So.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. All right. So that was the Old Covenant as our tutor. The Old Covenant, though, ultimately leads us to death. But the New Covenant gives life. Mm-hmm. New Covenant gives life. Um so uh, here you uh, you read from 2 Corinthians 3. I think I added a little bit more. So I'm like, mm-hmm. on oh, a podcast, and we have yeah. more time. So yeah. uh, this starting in verse 7. Now, if the ministry of death, carved in letters of stone, came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation... The ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all, because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. Mm -hmm. So again, this is getting right back to what we talked about at the beginning, with like the old covenant was was not something that was meant ever meant to be everlasting, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's yeah, it was income. always
0: going to be... It, um, I think yours says the end of it, or...
1: Uh, yeah, brought to an end, came brought, with glory, Brought to an
0: end. Uh, mine says... Oh, no, it says end. Uh, just uh, There's a footnote that says uh, the outcome. But it's all around this. Um, does does yours use the phraseology set aside?
1: I don't think so.
0: Oh, maybe that's what you, yours says end. Uh, so mine says which was set aside. And so... Um, using this language of it was always meant to be set aside. Right. And um, the, There was going to be an end point to it. And even if you look at the glory that that radiated Moses' face, that glory faded yep. over time um, as an illustration and foreshadowing to the law will fade. Um, and not in the sense of like it'll go away, but in the sense of its relevance, maybe? I, I don't know. Like, like it's... The, the, there's an endpoint to its utility, right? Um, where the, Jesus and the Spirit are going to come in and fulfill mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's uh, far more glorious because it gives life. Yeah, it's life giving. Yeah, life-giving.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. If um, let's see if I can think of an illustration here. Um, let's say, let's say I'm a king. Oh man, Judah. What's the name of my kingdom? Christopoli. Christopoli. <laughs> Is it a square kingdom? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, With Monopoly. Um, So let's say um, Judah is my servant in this kingdom. I was going to go with the sheep kingdom, but. The sheep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's an inside joke. Um, uh, Yes. uh, So Judah is my servant of Christopoly. And I tell Judah, okay, um, take a declaration to Jacob who's not, who's in another kingdom. Not his own because he's not king. Um, I'll say, do I get my own (laughs) king? No, you don't. (laughs) Uh, I'll say, take take a letter to Jacob uh, that says, King Chris of Christopoly is going to grace your presence on November twenty eighth of twenty twenty four, and with that is like fanfare and like you reading like, oh my gosh, like Chris King Chris is going to come see me. There's a, there's glory to that, right? Uh, Like there's a level of like, like excitement and, and, um, you know, reverence and and whatnot that comes with that. But if, if then I was going to come like November, whatever date I said shows up and I actually me myself walks through the doors with fanfare. Are you then going to like cling to that letter that, that was sent to the to the detriment of me being in the actual room with you as king. Um, maybe I should use a different example. <laughs> it's like the letter was glorious and cool and great, but the letter is pointless if you're going to like sacrifice what the intent of the letter was actually meant to do. Um, and so like I think that's kind of like a similar thing that if you're going to – the whole point of the law – was to push us to Christ in his righteousness through the spirit and then you're going to set aside the spirit for the original letter that was going to push you. it just doesn't make sense right. um it's like like there's so like it's it's pointing us here <laughs> like stop it grab it yeah
1: yeah so sounds good i'm still trying to envision king chris king I'm having chris. a hard time
0: have you seen um, the live-action uh, Aladdin? Yep. That's where my mind went too. Think that. Yeah. Th- think, uh, like I said, Prince Ali. It's yep. King Chris.
1: Will Smith is doing a
0: musical. Yeah, record. Will Smith is uh, the one you know, singing me in as Judah instead of Will Smith, though. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yep. Far greater.
0: Yep. It's far greater. So that's what I think it may- means when it says that we are going from glory to glory, that we're going from the glory... Uh, of the Old Covenant, the law, to an even greater degree of glory, the the Spirit. Yes.
1: Yep. Amen. Yep. Which really brings us, um, uh, it's going to bring us right into the the one and only point. Uh, yeah, for this which time. is
0: good, because I feel like we've already been yeah. going for a long time. Yeah, uh, we've been having fun, though, so yep. it's great.
1: Uh, so 2 Corinthians 3.18, once again, And we all, with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so if our our focus and our gazes on the glory of the Lord were being transformed into His likeness, which mm-hmm. brings us to the point, we become what we behold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, so you went on to make the point, uh, or the the question even, Right? Like, what are you radiating?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you radiating? And then, you know, y- you gave us an ouch. I think a little bit. Are you radiating the Texas Rangers because they just won the World
0: Series? Yeah. It's like, oh, Not an ouch, ouch. to me because I don't, I don't watch them. Is, it, is that an ouch to you, Judah?
2: No, I, I didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> You're like, what's the Texas Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> Texas Wranglers. <laughs> Wranglers. <laughs>
1: The Rangers, yeah. which uh, and that's okay. It's cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with being excited no. about yeah, that yeah. and and watching baseball or football, mm-hmm. basketball, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not the end all, be all of who we are. Right. It's not our identity. Yeah.
0: So I'm really bad about this. Um, on the radiating thing, it's like what you focus on is what what you um, what you talk about. What's what you radiate. And I am a very like, I'm a very. Uh, I have a very addictive personality and so whenever I get like into something, man, I get into it, right? Like cast iron. <laughs> I remember. Quite, yeah, in <laughs> uh, so like I get into the weirdest things like cast iron was a weird thing that I got into for a while um, and man, I've watched so many YouTube videos learning about cast iron and all the different brands and the, you know, the difference between good ones and bad ones and how to use it and whatnot. And man, that just radiated out of me. It's um, it, it's what I talked about. And, you know, then that gets old and, you know, that, that glory is set aside and <laughs> and uh, then comes in a new glory on whatever I'm interested in at that time. And it's really easy for me in my addictive personality to just go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And and that's what all my focus gets uh, at that time. And then it kind of radiates out. And... And you know, hobbies aren't bad. You know, no. like, like football isn't bad. Sports isn't bad. Cast iron skillets are great. They're great, yeah. man. There's, I can give you all the the versus Teflon, man. Uh, Teflon, you're just putting poison <laughs> into your body, man. Uh, uh, which, by the way, if you're using Teflon with uh, metal utensils. You're just asking for it, man. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: So when we were uh me and Sam were engaged and you know, they have all those bridal shows and things. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I don't I didn't go to the bridal shows. I don't know if guys go or not ever.
0: I don't think Randy even went to one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well that's fine. That's great. Um so but Sam and her mom would go sometimes when I think my mom might tag along. And there was one time so you hand out they hand out like Oh, you get like a prize. All you have to do is show up here, and they're gonna like basically pitch. It's timeshare. It's timeshare kind <laughs> of a thing. And but she wanted to go. We got these. Uh, we we're gonna get these free like wine flutes or something, and that were engraved. It's like okay, uh, and, but I had to go. Mm-hmm. And this was over in like towards Dallas anyway. So we get there, and it's a cooking demonstration. So they're gonna cook on a Teflon coated. Mm -hmm. Um, skillet versus their skillet that has no teflon and it's safe and whatever so they do the two examples and show look how look at all the teflon Mm -hmm. coming off into the food oh you're just gonna Mm -hmm. kill yourselves and your families you know when you have kids someday now look at ours Mm -hmm. they say okay so y'all made it through here's your vouchers whatever who wants to buy one and uh and there were couples i mean and these were not this like whole cookware set Mm -hmm. was not cheap Mm -hmm. like it was I want to say it was like two thousand dollars or twenty five hundred dollars or something yeah. like that, and we're, I'm sitting there thinking I'm like, even if I wanted to, I don't have money for that <laughs> like right now. We we're, like, mm-hmm. were still in college. I'm like, no, nah, yeah, no, we're good. But there were couples that were sitting there talking about buying this. I'm like, dude, that is oh yeah, that's so much. But anyway, I digress. I digress.
0: Yeah, uh, cast iron, cast iron, is cast iron's the way to go. Uh, we also have stainless steel. Mm -hmm. anything natural is good um if you so so the theory so teflon in all honesty teflon uh went through cycles and i think technically speaking when people say teflon they actually can't sell that technology anymore because it was it was so bad for you yeah however any sort of like teflon replacement ceramic ceramic or whatever that has like a that has a nonstick coating to it that nonstick coating this has nothing <laughs> that nonstick coating um you're radiating well <laughs> that nonstick coating will eventually come off at some point and so it's like if you have a nonstick pan with like a like a non-natural uh, nonstick pan that will that has a lifespan and it's eventually going to get thrown into a tra- the trash <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. Um, <laughs> well, I, I can be the same way sometimes. With uh, yeah,
1: you know, a lot of times I will I'll latch onto something and just like ride it until I wear it out, basically, mm-hmm. and then you know maybe a lull, and then find
0: something new mm-hmm. to really just. Well, and it's easy for those things to move from hobbies to idols. Right? Yeah, uh, it's like instead of just like a fun thing that that God has graced us with to to enjoy on Earth, it's now been moved into a replacement for God and stuff. Our sole focus and priority being on God, it's on cast iron, right? <laughs> it's on learning about the intricacies of how to season the pan correctly. Uh, roasting um, coffee. Roasting <laughs> coffee. And um, uh, if I've gone through a, a uh, focus on a particular hobby, I can explain to you every intricacy to it uh, because I spend way too much time on it. My- Anyways, those aren't bad things. However, as um, C.S. Lewis puts it, you have to keep first things first and second things second. Right, uh, and so you always have to make sure God is first in your life. Are, and like a, you know I said one of the ways you could do it is ask yourself if someone wants to describe you, how would they describe you? Another thing you could do is like like are you sacrificing first things for the second things? Mm-hmm. And so, if let's say the first thing is God, right? Um, are you sacrificing your time with God to the idol of whatever this other thing is? And so if if what I am really interested in is football and the Cowboys, am I sacrificing my personal time with God and building my relationship with God and my walk with God and my sanctification with God? If I'm sacrificing that to more time to track the Cowboys and, and do whatever, um, then that might be a good... Idea that okay, my focus is on this, not on God. Um, uh, and you know, mix it with whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. your issue is Amazon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> um, you know, finances, uh, I, that's one for me. Finances, I can just spend a lot of time just focusing on that and trying to make everything perfect and whatnot.
1: But well, it's hard not to. Finances are complicated, you know, they are, man. So,
0: uh, and life is complicated, it is, and uh. Judah, this is adulthood. Everyone wants your money,
1: hundred percent. Yeah,
0: every time you turn around, someone else wants your money. Mm-hmm. The government. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, the difference is the government's going to get theirs. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: enough of that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. another rabbit trail. But, uh, but then, yeah, I I thought, um, yeah, I thought those ways to sort of tell uh, that you gave in the sermon were really good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like the if you heard the old, hey, if there was. Uh, if Christianity was illegal, would there be enough evidence to convict you of being a, a Christian? Right, that yeah. that sort of a yeah. a, a measure yeah, and a test. So that's a that's a good question uh, to mm-hmm. ask, right? But it's it's in the same vein. Yeah. Um, and then you landed it on you know that we really want to radiate God's glory to the world. And uh, I liked this one. Uh, I liked this point, and it reminded me of Matthew uh, chapter five. Uh, right after the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus goes into, "Hey, you are." of the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And he says in verses 14 through 16, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Right before that, in Matthew chapter 4, right. so Jesus, um, he's led out uh, into the wilderness to be tempted uh, he's tempted, uh, he, uh, he en- endures and um, perseveres through that temptation. And then it says in Matthew 4, 13 through 17, Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, galley of the Gentiles, The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And then from that time, Jesus is preaching, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So Christ is that great light, right? Mm -hmm. And then our light as his covenant people that we're to reflect, we're reflecting his light, his Mm -hmm. glory out to the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. uh, And you see that with Moses... The, yes. Yeah. The radiating the glory of God because he had spoken with God. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're just we're not creating our own light. We're just radiating. Yeah. The light given to us. Yep. Um, we're going long. Are we? <laughs> I think so. What, where are we at?
2: We're at in an hour.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh. So effectively, you know, that's the the sermon. Uh, there's a caveat to it. You know, that that very first statement in the that verse uh, it's like we all with unveiled faces and that that passage goes into detail go watch sermon if you want to to see the full comparison to exodus 34 but basically saying that there's a veil over our hearts um to where we can't see the glory of god and that veil is only removed in christ Um, it's only set aside in christ and um and so it just kind of goes back to that you know uh, we're saved to then become like Christ, not become like Christ to be saved yeah. kind of thing. It's like you... Just, the order is important. The order is important. Don't get the cart before the horse or your cart won't move at That's all. That's right. Uh, horse lot, will be confused. Yeah, the horse will be confused. It's a lot easier for a horse to pull a cart than to push a cart. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Well, did you have any other thoughts on this just for time's sake?
1: Um, um, no, I thought uh, I thought we had a good conversation, and I thought mm-hmm. the sermon was excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked it, and then, like like I said, the uh, the question, "What are you radiating?" I was like, "Oh, that is a good question."
0: I'm you know, I'm glad I kept that in. That I almost took that. You in. almost did. I almost did.
1: I thought that was that was like the major hinge. I know, that was the...
0: and that's why I left it in because like the the sermon was was pretty heavy on the theology mm-hmm. side of things, and um, and that was really the only like one of the only application points to it. And uh, I wasn't super happy with it. And so I almost just scrapped it. Uh, but then I'm like, no, I have to have some kind of application. <laughs> you know, it's not just information for information, right. uh, but, but we need something to do with it or, or like a, an action step uh, to like ponder on and then then move forward. So so good. I'm, I'm glad I kept it in. Yes. Next week is Judah is going to be speaking um, what? <laughs> you're preaching Sunday, right?
2: I didn't get that memo.
0: Oh, okay. Well, okay, here you are. We'll see if Judah's going to preach. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's the sermon from Glory to Glory. Go watch it if you want to get context uh, to everything that we talked about. But now we're going to move into the Bad Doctrine of the Week. It's
1: the Bad Doctrine of the Week. Been waiting all week for this one.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bad Doctrine of the Week, if you all haven't been with us, we've been going through um, the Sparkle Creed, and if you haven't uh, been with us or if you haven't heard it, we'll all show it right now.
3: Let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God, whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of god i believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity i believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous creative and resilient as patches on the ace quilt whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief.
0: Amen. All right. Sparkle Creed.
1: It doesn't get any better.
0: It doesn't get any better. Um, We've talked through the non-binary God. (laughs) We've talked through the fabulous tunic that Jesus wore and his two dads, the fabulous. uh, fabulous. Uh, We've talked about the rainbow spirit um, and how it shatters our white fragility. (laughs) um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Into a rainbow of great diversity. (laughs) Yes. Gorgeous diversity. Gorgeous diversity. Um,
0: (laughs) And today we get into a, a more abstract statement. Uh, it says, I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I admitted last week, I have no clue what this means. I don't even know what they're trying to get at. But you said that you had thoughts. Um, so, what I thoughts? I have thoughts on the second half of that. The okay. first half... So, so, so let's take the first half. Um, I believe in the Church of Everyday Saints, as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the quilt. Now, my my uh, little thing here has a little dot, dot, dot quilt. Yeah. Is, is there anything else to that? Is there, Or is it just quilt? Uh, I'm not sure.
1: Mine, I, yeah. I think I got mine from the same place that that you did. So yeah, I'm I,
0: guessing maybe they have a quilt that they're re- referring to? Maybe. I don't know. My, so my maybe they're referring to quilts, so my grandma... Uh, used to make, a, I think they're they're called yo-yos. Not like not like the, the right. toy yo-yo, but uh, in the quilt world, you make this little yo-yo where you have like a patch, and you sew it kind of into itself, and it creates this almost like hexagon, uh, octagon kind of looking thing. Um, and then so you make like hundreds of these like yo-yos, and then you sew all the yo-yos together. Um, and so maybe that's what they're referring to is that a quilt. Uh, is made up of a bunch of individualized pieces to create one.
1: It's a patchwork kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. May- maybe that's what they're getting at there. And <sighs>
1: yeah, this one, I. Um, I mean, it it seems a little random, right? The, I believe in the Church of Everyday Saints. It's like okay, so far so good. It seems like yeah, yeah. It's like, what do they mean by that? Do they mean something different? It's like. Surely it's packed full of more meaning than what we're gleaning. Yeah, but.
0: and and honestly, I don't think this. I think this is this is just kind of a nothing statement. You're right. Uh, it's there. I don't know. It it just it doesn't say anything. It just says you know uh, the Church of the Everyday Saints, whatever that means. Numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the quilt, and maybe they're just trying to get at is that we're
1: a mosaic kind of yeah.
0: I mean, it's which, not wrong, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Interesting. Yeah, that that might be one of the only okay statements. Um, and the only reason it's okay is because it doesn't say much, um, right? Uh,
1: it, it's some. It, it's kind of interesting to. I mean, those are the 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 adjectives that they landed on. You know, or, numerous, uh, creative, and yeah, resilient. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, if I guess if if you've got to be uh, if you come up with the sparkle creed, you got to be pretty creative and resilient because it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Not sure.
0: I'm gonna label that one neutral. Yeah, uh, it. I can't say it's like a good theological statement because it's not really saying anything. <laughs> right. But there's nothing bad about it. Right. There, there's nothing. There's no like, oh, this is bad theology for this reason. It's just neutral. It's just a statement. And um, doesn't say much. Doesn't say much. Uh, um, so with, right. With the
1: caveat that if it comes to light later that they mean something different by yeah, everyday uh, saints or, or numerous creative resilient patches in the quilt, on a quilt, um, then we reserve the right to, to change, change it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there,
0: there may be some like deeper meanings to some of those things that's inside to them. Yeah.
1: So I looked it up
2: and the original quote, instead of saying just a quilt. It says the AIDS quilt and that's an homage to there's a giant AIDS quilt that is uh, in reference to all the people that died to AIDS.
0: So That's weird. <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: what are they doing with this? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> they say it says numerous creative resilience passages on the AIDS quilt. Yeah. Okay, Names so... Names Project AIDS Memorial Quilt. So, are they saying that they all have AIDS?
0: So, uh, hmm. <laughs> so okay, that does change the statement a little bit. Um, because clearly now it's moving into like a, a LGBTQ agenda thing. Because uh, AIDS, well... So, like, <sighs> we, we got to view AIDS in two, two different lights here. Yep. Because there's third world AIDS. Right which is a completely different than first world aids. So third world aids is um uh a lot of times kids are born with it mm-hmm. um you know from their parents or or whatever or due to their unsanitary conditions um aids is passed along and so so there's that aids step de- uh, right. a- epidemic. Um and then there's the first world aids epidemic which is largely 99% reserved for
1: homosexuality. homosexuality. Yeah. Um there's a reason that those commercials come on now. <laughs> Have you seen those? <laughs> yes,
0: and they're all like it's all the. All it shows like the, eight couples, yeah. and seven of them are yeah, you know, homosexual. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, it's kind of a nothing statement. Yeah. It's it's like one of those ones where again they take they they take like a a general concept of like yeah yeah we're all you know together, and then they like they can't resist. Injecting. Injecting an agenda side of it, you know, with the AIDS quilt. It's like, what an obscure thing to reference. Um, Anyways, enough of that. Let's move to the next statement.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, Uh, Yeah, whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. So this one, again, uh, assuming that there's no, like, deeper meaning or some sort of alternative meaning uh, that the Sparkle Creed people mean by this— I don't think that this is a bad statement at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it just goes to show that a broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the, you know, feet grounded in mud. Well, let's talk about dirt and let's talk about feet. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, Genesis 2, right? Mm -hmm. God, uh, it it sort of, the creation account gets uh, really focused in on. Very, very, It gives us a lot more detail on what God is doing and how it is that uh, he forms Adam, right? He makes Adam out of the dust of the ground, right? And uh, then he breathes uh, the breath of life into him, and then, boom, he's alive, right? So uh, we are uh, made out of dust, right, Mm -hmm. as it were, right? God formed us in his image that way. That's how he did it. Um, We are – and so here our our feet are grounded in mud. It's like mud – I'm going to go with dirt uh, instead of mud. Then, okay, what about feet? Um, I was uh, reading, uh, I think it was uh, Sproul, uh, R.C. Sproul, uh, on Isaiah chapter 6. And it's the the throne room scene where uh, Isaiah, in the year that King Uzziah died, uh, he has a vision, right? He sees the Lord. And Isaiah, in this vision, he is in, in God's throne room in God's temple in heaven, right? God's in the throne, the train of his robe fills the temple, and there's these uh, seraphim, these uh, angelic creatures that each have six wings. Uh, They have two wings that they're flying with, two they're covering their faces, and with two they're covering their feet. And they're flying around God's throne and calling out to each other, holy, 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 the Lord Almighty. Um, And... And so this was uh, what Sproul was saying, like, okay, why are they covering their feet? That's kind of a weird thing, right? First off, they have six wings. That's weird. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not normal. uh, But they're also angels. And um, he he made the point that um, feet are a sign of our our creatureliness uh, in Scripture, in the Bible. I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, I hadn't picked up on that uh, before. Uh, But it it kind of makes sense if you uh, think about... You know Moses uh, at the burning bush. This is one of the things God tells him to do. Hey, take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. Basically, be submissive uh, to the Lord here uh, in regard to your creatureliness. Um, Jesus washes the disciples' feet, right, uh, as a symbol uh, for sure. Um, and then you know Peter goes, takes it a step further. All right, not just my feet. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm jumping. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. Um, but if if that's the case, if and if in the Sparkle Creed, right, whose feet are grounded in mud, it's like, oh well, that that actually kind of tracks from the biblical perspective, anyway.
0: I think we're giving them a little yeah, bit I, too I, much uh, <laughs> credence here. Yeah, uh, and I don't <laughs>
1: just to be to be uh, to be honest, I don't think that's where they're yeah. coming from. But I, biblically speaking,
0: I do uh, think the mud thing is probably right in the sense. So so, I think what they might be getting at here is, um. Like, like what we're birthed out of and where we're heading, yeah, kind of thing of of our feet are grounded in mud, meaning that's where we came from, and our eyes gaze at the stars and wonder, like that's where we're heading, like the like the most humble beings to the most vast mm-hmm. um, exploring, yeah uh, things. We had a comment oh. um Diana, Diana Bark. She said this um, last week because we posed the question was this mean because we don't know uh, she said I think the line whose feet are grounded in mud and eyes gaze at the stars in wonder refers to Abraham when God showed him how many descendants he would have based on the stars
1: that's that's where I was going next yeah. with yeah. that uh, yeah. yeah I agree
0: um,
1: yeah if it's if this is gonna be biblically based at all which I'm not sure that it is mm-hmm. but uh, if it is yeah um, it's it's about hey uh, we are uh, we are Created, we are creatures. Um, and as God's creatures, we ought to, and, and in the context of that was, right, God's promise, right? Genesis 15, where, you know, God says, hey, I'll look at the stars. If you can number them, then uh, that's just how many descendants, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you will have. And then it says that Abraham believed God, God counted it to him as righteousness. And so, even in our, our creatureliness and our dependence on God, we should look to God's promises, trust, have faith in those mm-hmm. things. Is that what they're trying to say in the Sparkle Creed? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. But I don't know. you never know.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Um it's either it's either talking about you know, God's promise about the descendants of it, or it's about you know the sky's the limit, kind of like aspirations, you know, like we started in lowly beginnings and you know, we're gonna aspire to something even greater in that. Um Thank you Diana for the comment uh, that's a uh, it's nice to have extra yes. extra insight into these so this one depending on what they mean <laughs> maybe okay um it's it's interesting because it's not like a creedal kind of statement mm-hmm. it's really again more of just kind of like a nice like poetic thought mm-hmm. um, so n- Unless something else comes out about this, neutral at best. Or sorry, neutral at worst and decent. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Again, broken clocks, you know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so there's that one Jude, did you, did you have any thoughts on that one? No, that's a okay. good. Yeah, okay. Uh so next week uh we're we're coming we're we're getting close to a close. We have got two more weeks of this. Uh next week is I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So beloved, let us love. Hmm. Mm, there's not any baggage or uh <laughs> loaded uh, uh definitions with that. Uh we're gonna talk all about that uh next week. But y'all got anything else?
2: I found the origin of why it's called the Sparkle Creed. Okay. They were goo so this uh the lady that came up with it. Mm-hmm. Um was voice to texting the words the Apostles Creed, and it voice detected it misspelled and it said the Sparkle Creed. So like your the phone was hearing the Apostles Creed, and it voice detected the Sparkle, sparkle Creed. Creed.
1: The Apostles. Well, oh, she uh, she definitely messed yeah. up the Apostles' Creed then. If that's no, what
2: she no, was trying to do. D- d- just the, the title. Oh, oh got gotcha. The words the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. It voice detected. Right, Didn't right. Sparkly. And then
0: yeah, she got the idea. To write, we should just
1: uh, write, 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 write. write a whole new creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So she wasn't like. The Apostles' Creed, and then like recite the Apostles' Creed. <laughs> and it, and it that, that's what I thought, and it's like, well, she messed it and up. Like, Siri big time. is a
0: glorified, <laughs> um, you know, spirit revelation of God. <laughs> right. Oh God. Um, um,
2: just the Apostles. It, yeah. Sparkle. sparkle. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Uh, okay. Well, hmm. you know me, I always like to get my theology from from Siri. Yeah. Um, well, I wonder.
1: You know, maybe we're we're approaching this all wrong. You know, the, the two lines from today. I wonder if they're really supposed to be read more in context with each other. It's like, I believe in the Church of Everyday Saints. These are numerous creative resilience patches on the AIDS quilt. Um, those everyday saints, their feet are grounded in mud, whose eyes gaze at the stars and wonder. Are, could the stars potentially be Taylor Swift? Oh, gosh. Like a movie star star or pop star or something?
0: All right. Well, I think that's all the time we got today. Um, I'm going to justify that one with a response. We're glad that y'all joined us. Give us comments, letting us know what you think. Do you agree with us that we were right? Is Jacob right? Is it Taylor Swift? That's... I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Swift may found her way in the sparkle creed makes sense. She has a sparkle, everything. Absolutely. Um, and so anyways, let us know. Don't forget, like, subscribe, comment, all those things. And we will see you next week.